Hey guys, it's Blake, and you're listening to an all-new episode of Blonde Hair, Black Heart. I apologize for not being with you guys last week. As you may know if you follow along on socials, I got the Rona. That's right, after like two and a half years of somehow avoiding her, she got me, and she got me good. Um, I felt like I got hit by a truck, so uh, doing the podcast last week was just not in the cards, but I am feeling so much better, and uh, I still have my taste, which I was so fucking nervous about. I was like, if I can't taste anything, I I'm never going to eat again. So thankfully, I can still taste yummy, yummy foods. Um, just had my large uh, Dutch Brothers iced Golden Eagle, and I could taste every caramely drop. So <laughs> we're good. We're in the clear. Um, coming up later on the podcast, I sat down with a good friend of mine named Juan. He is hilarious, and uh, whenever we get together, we have a lot of laughs talking about pop culture and music and movies and TV, so I thought he'd be a great person to bring on the podcast and Kiki with, so stick around for that. Um, he's also the person who gave me COVID. Not him directly, but he had a Halloween party, and um, I am like 99% sure that I got sick at that party, so I give him a little piece of my mind for infecting me. <laughs> but no, I, I totally don't really blame him. Um, but I like to give people shit, so stick around for that. In the meantime, let's talk about the Housewives, shall we? So we have two weeks of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City that we will get through, and then we will talk about Potomac. So on uh, not last week's episode of Salt Lake City, but the week prior to that, the episode begins with a shining moment from the editors. In an old-school Newsies-style edit, they highlight what's to come on this episode, from Jen being harassed by a troll online, to Wild Whitney Rose causing her husband to lose his job, to Lisa Barlow and Heather fighting over Heather's dad's death. Extra, extra, let's talk all about it. Heather Gay goes to tour a venue as she's embarking on quite possibly the most random Housewives storyline ever. She's starting a choir. Heather explains that she misses the community of singing with people and the connection to God from her Mormon roots. And while that explanation may lead you to believe that this would be a the more the merrier type of choir, you're wrong. Heather wants vocalists. We need Candies and Candices. Sheena's and Kim Zolciak's need not apply. Jen and Coach Shaw go to a trampoline place where Jen reveals that Angie Harrington's husband has been trolling her online using a fake account called Shaw Exposed. While Lisa and John have a check-in with Jack about college. You know, fudge it. Jack is convinced that he doesn't need college because he's already developed a successful business. Duh. But Lisa explains that things in life don't just fall into your lap. You know, unless your parents hand you a company. But for real, Lisa tells him that college is much more than just classes and education. There's life to be lived. Justin and Whitney reveal that Justin was fired from his company because of Whitney's actions on the show. Supposedly, Justin was told that because Whitney is a public figure, they don't think they can make it work anymore. And Whitney spins this to mean that because she's a successful woman, Justin is being punished. But, like, it has nothing to do with your quote-unquote success. It's about how you present yourself on camera. And look, I'm not defending Justin's former company. Like, I personally don't think he should have been fired. But... It's certainly not about Whitney being a badass businesswoman, let's be real. Heather is struggling to finish her book. She keeps taking stuff out and putting stuff in, concerned about what will or won't offend her family. 
Girl, this is so relatable. Doing a podcast, I am constantly worried about pissing people off with what I think, but um, at a certain point, you've got to say fuck it and realize that most of your friends and family probably won't even read your book the same way that most of my friends and family don't listen to this podcast. It sounds shitty, but honestly, think of it as a blessing because you can say whatever the hell you want now. Okay, then we get into Heather's dad's death gate. This came out of nowhere. Heather says that she hopes being right was worth it for Lisa because now she's lost Heather's friendship forever. She's really drawing some permanent lines in the sand this season, huh? Whitney and Lisa take a yoga class before Whitney tells Lisa that Justin quote-unquote left his company. Lisa, knowing exactly what she's doing, asks Whitney, was this a choice he made on his own? LOL. Lisa's feud with Heather comes up, and Whitney explains that she doesn't really get why Lisa needed to retweet Heather's dad's obituary to prove herself right over this. And honestly, I agree. No one even remembered this random comment from the reunion, so it wasn't necessary for Lisa to try and clear her name over something that no one gave two shits about. Whitney says that Lisa should call Heather and apologize, and Lisa says she's just gonna show up to choir auditions and deal with it there through song. <laughs> Cut to Lisa Barlow singing Is It Too Late to Apologize by One Republic, and if she gets a callback, she can sing Sorry by Justin Bieber. Then Meredith and Seth go out to dinner with Angie H. and her husband, Chris. Angie says that she never spread these rumors about Lisa that Whitney is claiming, but Angie and Chris do have a confession to make regarding a little finsta that Chris had, called Shaw Exposed. They explain that Chris used this account to attack Lisa Barlow, which is why Lisa and John now hate them. So much so, in fact, that John Barlow actually told Chris to fuck off the last time they saw each other. Okay, so lots to unpack here. A of all, a 52-year-old man made a finsta to attack one of his wife's friends. <laughs> B of all, why Shaw exposed if it was used to attack Lisa Barlow? Why not Barlow exposed? And C of all, can we go back to the 52-year-old man making a finsta? <laughs> I was also surprised by Meredith and Seth's response, which was very calm. Neither of them seemed surprised or appalled or anything. At the end of the day, forget it, Meredith says nonchalantly. It's chill. No biggie. We've all made a finsta. Heather heads over to Jen Shaw's house, where she has just had a space-themed party for one of her kids. And after body-shaming an alien balloon—not cool, Heather—Jen reveals to Heather that Chris started the Shaw-exposed Insta page. Later, the ladies all gather for Heather Gay's choir auditions. Some are there to try out, some are there to judge, and some are there to fight. Auditions begin, and it's cute. There are like 10 people there to audition. Half of them, I assume, are Heather's friends, and the other half are paid extras. None of them, however, are professional singers. That's when this week's episode starts. Outside, the three friends of are fighting for their snowflakes. Dana, Angie, and Angie are all going at it over the Shaw Exposed account, while Whitney learns about the Finsta in real time. You can actually see Whitney look off camera at a producer and kind of shrug at one point, being like, what the fuck is going on? And she immediately is so embarrassed to be in matching outfits doing a dance duet with Angie, and is probably missing bad weather real bad right about now. Dana and Angie 1 let Jen know that they have her back, while Angie 2 is denying that she was involved. Jen freaks out and screams at everyone, including the Angie that had her back. Do not get in Jen Shaw's way when she's pissed, y'all. And Angie 2 says that her husband did it and it has nothing to do with her, but Jen explains that when you're married, you take responsibility for your partner's actions. You hear that, Coach Shaw? Heather is ripped away from the musical stylings of Extra Number 4 to go outside and mediate? I don't know. But Angie too asks Heather if she knows her husband to be a bad guy, and Heather says no. She tells Jen that she needs to move on, Chris took ownership, and there's not much more to be said. 
And Heather makes a good point. Jen is in turmoil because of her legal scandals, not because of a pathetic internet troll. But I can see how all of this just exacerbates the chaos. And I can also see how Jen Shaw exacerbates the chaos. So... Lisa Barlow shows up to the audition to blow us away. Those vocals, honey. <laughs> but for real, you could see how she was like a little nervous at first, and then once she got a yes from one of the judges, she kind of lights up and gets really confident and basically thinks she's Celine. <laughs> Adorbs. It's also adorbs that Heather thinks that this is a kind gesture from Lisa, like an olive branch. It's not. She clearly wants to sing on camera. She thinks she's Celine, and even as she leaves the audition, she asks the other women, Did you hear my audition? I did so good. She, like, really thinks she's Celine Dion, and the Manger song was the theme song from Titanic, and she really expected both of the Angies to be in tears when she came out. Lisa Barlow is so delusionally confident, and TBH, I aspire to live my life that way. So the auditions wrap up after extras 5 and 6 sing, and the ladies gather to gossip more about the Finsta account. And Jen musters up more fake tears and screams at Heather Gay some more, which, you know, Heather will just, like, take it and accept it and continue to be Jen's little minion. Then Lisa flips out because the moment isn't about her, so she gets up and she storms out and she starts screaming about this drama with Heather's dad's death. This is all such a mess, and honestly, Lisa should have kept her mouth shut about all of it. In this moment, and in general. Because no one cares about what you texted to Heather when her dad died. None of us even remembered that nugget from the reunion. Like, you need to chill. The next day, Meredith takes another bath, only this time we get Seth too. Yay! But for real, no more bath scenes. Like, it's enough, bravo. Seth talks about how Meredith is playing with his taint with her toe. It's enough. Then Seth suggests that Jen and Coach Shaw should get in the bath and join them to work out all of their problems. And seriously, it's fucking enough. I've had a fucking enough of this. I am about to change the channel and quit this fucking podcast because of this bath scene. Lisa and John go out to dinner, and Lisa tells this adorable story about how their youngest son, Henry, opened the car door for her earlier that day, and it's sweet, but I'm also like, okay, you're just trying to make up for the fact that your oldest son is a fudging brat. Then Lisa talks about how she's missing her relationship with God, whom she is very important to, and she wants to get back to him. Well, Heather's choir is the perfect opportunity, right? Then Lisa goes and hangs out with Whitney and explains how she feels about her relationship with Heather. And Whitney says that she feels like she and Lisa have a lot more in common than they thought, meaning they both hate Heather now. <laughs> then Whitney goes over to Heather's to talk, and Whitney tries to explain her feelings to Heather, but in my opinion, Heather is immediately on guard. Whitney says that she's upset that Heather didn't reach out when Justin was fired, and Heather says she had no clue that he was. But, okay, I don't get this, because how did all of social media know that Justin was fired, but Heather didn't? Like, literally the world knew. In this whole conversation, Heather's response is actually really childish to me. She responds very passive-aggressively. She's like, well, sorry, I wasn't there for you. Sorry, you came to my choir auditions and you were the hero. And it's like, lady, listen. Then Whitney says that they should see Lisa's perspective, and this enrages Heather. She snaps and tells Whitney to listen to her, saying, Just because I'm good with my words doesn't mean I don't have feelings. Ugh, such a dig. Like, you're not good with your words, but I am with mine. Which is not a lie, but definitely a dig. Heather says that the Whitney she knows and loves is gone, because the Whitney she knows would just sit there and support her and listen. And okay, fair, but isn't that also what Whitney has been asking you to do with her? 
Then Heather gives Whitney another nice little shove and pushes her out of the house. Heather must have been taking notes from Kyle Richards on Beverly Hills or something because she's been handsy this season. And Whitney's just like a little ragdoll. She is no match for Heather Gay when she hulks out. All right, let's talk about last night's Real Housewives of Potomac. So we're back at a vineyard, which, like, they should know better. Ashley's telling Candace about how other women have said Chris has been a little sketchy, and Candace replies that her husband Michael has been sucking dick on the side. <laughs> Candace says that she knows someone who told her Michael is a client of his. Which, like, okay, this comment just raises more questions about Candace's friends than it does about Michael, in my opinion. After everyone storms out, Ashley explains to Wendy that she was really just trying to help check Chris, you know, let him know that maybe he's coming off a certain way and he should take a look at that. But it definitely didn't read like that. And I get why Candace was on the defense. I get it. Candace sits down with Giselle outside to try and gain a little more clarity into her side of the story, re-Chrisgate, and it does not go well. While there's no screaming, there are definitely some accusations hurled, including Candace telling Jizzy that she is the reason why women can't come forward with real assault accusations. So this is very heavy and loaded, um, and I certainly wouldn't put that much weight on Giselle. However, I do understand Candace's point. You know, by making something out of nothing, you're making it more difficult for the ones who have real stories to tell. But I certainly wouldn't say that Giselle is the reason why people can't come forward. And like I said on the podcast previously, Giselle is entitled to her feelings, and if she was uncomfortable by a situation, then she was uncomfortable. But she has framed this as though Chris specifically did or said things to make her uncomfortable, and he didn't. That's the issue. Mia goes out to get a pedicure with Sharice and Jacqueline, um, but really she's just telling them about the trip to Miami that she's planned, i.e. that production planned and told her to invite the ladies to. Then Robin, Giselle, and Ashley go shopping for the trip, and Robin has these chunky-ass highlights looking like Kelly Clarkson circa 2003, and clearly Giselle saw this and was inspired for her confessional hair. It's all so bad. Like, who is their shared stylist? Because they need to fire them. Then the ladies discuss Chris's social media posts calling them out, and now Giselle is pissed. But how did she not expect him to go on the defensive? Like, I'm confused what response she was expecting here. Because the problem is, had he just apologized and been like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry for making you feel uncomfortable, Giselle would have taken that and ran with it and been like, see, he admitted it. He knew he was creepy. And, and that wasn't the case. So they make it to Miami, and this house is legit. I, like Charisse, could absolutely live here. But these women are all so spoiled about needing their own rooms and their own bathrooms. Like, I have never gone on a trip where I've stayed in a house with other people, um, like family or friends, where I have not had to share a bathroom. Like, the last trip I went on with my family, I could only shit twice in a week because the bathroom was always occupied. Like, it is what it is. I really am so over the room drama on every city on every trip. It's tired. Then Mia gets a FaceTime call from Peter Thomas, who says he has a bone to pick with Dr. Wendy. And from the looks of the previews for next week, it looks like Mia has a bone to pick with Dr. Wendy, too. And this doesn't look like Drew Sedora's little doggy bone. This bone looks intense. One of the best things about growing up in Arizona is that there's incredible Mexican food on every street corner. And you know what goes best with good Mexican food? Traditional Mexican horchata. Don't know what horchata is? It's creamy, delicious rice milk flavored with cinnamon, vanilla, and sugar. 
Okay, you thirsty now? Me too. Luckily, even if you're far from the southern border, you can get your horchata fix every day with Sinmin. Sinmin is a brand created by my good friend Tyler, who is even more obsessed with horchata and all things cinnamon than I am. He's developed all natural skincare products and more, crafted in California with ethically sourced ingredients and infused with real cinnamon. Have you heard of the antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, or antioxidant properties of cinnamon when applied to the skin? Or how about how it helps treat acne? What about how cinnamon promotes blood flow, helping with skin elasticity by bringing blood flow to the surface of the skin and helping to moisturize skin with all of that added circulation? Some of my personal favorite products from Sinmin are their signature lip balm that gives your lips a sweet tingle and a subtle natural plum, their all-natural deodorant developed for sensitive skin, and the Coco Chata body beverage that leaves your body hydrated and smelling like heaven. They even have candles and air fresheners to keep your entire home, car, or office smelling like your favorite dessert. With Sinmin, you'll enjoy all the benefits Sinmin has to offer your skin and your senses. Visit Sinmin.com, that's S-I-N-M-I-N.com, and use code Blake at checkout for 15% off your total order today and receive free shipping on all orders over $50. That's code Blake for 15% off your order at Sinmin.com. I may have a black heart, but I can be sweet sometimes, and Sinmin definitely helps. Okay, guys, I am so excited because I have a very special guest on the podcast today. No, he's not famous. He's not a Bravo Leb. He's not a real housewife. But you are kind of like a real house husband, IRL. Yes. You guys, welcome my friend, Juan. Hi, Juan. Do you, goes wild. Yes. Woo! Um, do you like Juan or do you like Juan? Um, I, either one. Either Juan? Yeah, I feel like if you if you speak Spanish, say Juan. Okay. It's kind of like a douchebag. I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, so I like... It. I I do. I grew up taking Spanish, so I'm like conversational, but I'm so white that I feel like it would just be like rude of me to, to just randomly call you Juan. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like those people that go on, vac offensive. They go on vacation to like um, anywhere that has an accent. They yeah. Right. Accent. They go to Cabo for a weekend <laughs> and they come back and they're like, I'll have an enchilada, please. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. shut the fuck up, Becky. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited. We're going to be um, doing something new today. So obviously my listeners know I talk a lot about The Real Housewives, but I do try and pepper in some other pop culture moments here and there. And you're someone that I thought would be perfect to talk about pop culture with. Um, because like me, you're someone who I feel like even if you don't like know 100% about something, or even if you haven't seen something, you like know what's going on. You like know about it. You know who's in it. Um, I'm so, a cool dad. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Which is so funny because I feel like with, with Matt, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like also with your husband Tyler, like if they haven't seen it, they just know nothing about it. They like don't know who's in it. They don't know any of the gossip. And I'm like, are you living under a rock? Yes. Yeah, it's n not cool. Um, but this is the perfect opportunity for us to sit down, go through some pop culture headlines from the past week or two, and just kiki. We're just going to talk about it. Yeah, and not um, have uh, to, you know, like, ignore our husbands. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Matt is in the back room. Um, I don't know what Tyler's doing right now, but but yeah, he can... He Building can. something. There you go. There you go. Um, I also do have to say, uh, so I did not put out an episode last week because... I was so sick. I got really sick, and I'm 90% sure that it was from your Halloween party. You're welcome. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> um, did anyone else get sick? Did anyone tell you afterwards that there was, like... There were there were two people. The one who came uh, dressed as It. Oh, yeah, okay. He had... 
He had the COVID. <sighs> okay, so Surprise. I definitely definitely got COVID from sorry, Pennywise because um, I did test positive for COVID. And, and I had somehow made it the entire pandemic without ever catching it until your party so thank you i mean i'm in the clear now it actually like i should have brought a gift yeah (laughs) i mean yeah no it's fine a box of tissues would have been great no i i it wasn't that bad i knew that i was sick um so like the wednesday after your halloween party i woke up and i felt like i got hit by a truck like i literally i could barely move um I like had some errands to run that day. And I remember at one point I was like driving and I was like, I can barely even push down on the gas pedal. Like my body was so tired. Uh, But after that, I I healed up pretty quickly. I had like a a bit of a head cold kind of situation. Um, But thankfully I didn't lose my taste because that I was going to like sue you if that happened. (laughs) Like literally I would be moving into your house this weekend if that had happened. Um, But thank you. Did you have fun at your party? It was so fun. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. It would have been fun if my kid wasn't there. No, he was so great. I, I, I mean... I feel like whenever I'm at a party and there are children there, you can just find me like on the ground running around with the kids. Yeah. I like was with Kent like 90% yeah. of the party. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I I felt so special because at one point I was outside and Kent was showing me like his um, his uh, slide outside. Oh, yes. And he was like going down the slide <laughs> over and over again. And then I was carrying him. And as I was going back inside, one of your friends stopped me, the girl who was dressed like Miss Trunchbull. Oh, yeah. And she stopped me and she was like, oh my God, are you the podcast man? And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm a podcast man. I don't know if I'm the podcast man. Um, but apparently she listens to the podcast. So what was her name? Shout out Karen. Yeah, Karen. Hi, Karen. Um, but I, I felt so special because as I was like chatting with her, Kent got a little shy and he like nuzzled up in my shoulder oh. and like like just hugged me so tight. And I was like, oh my God my job for the rest of my life is to protect this child. Yes. <laughs> like he's, I will never let him go. I know. He uh, goes, I want to go see my friends. And I was like, who's your friends? Blake and Matt. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's your friends. My friends. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> literally obsessed with him. Um, it definitely, like, the order goes him, then you, then Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. If Tyler, like, learned a little bit more about, like, <coughs> pop culture. Oh my God. The COVID? Girl. <laughs> <clears throat> Still the remnants of your party. <laughs> oh my god! It was a big gulp. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All right, let, let's uh, let's get into some of these pop culture headlines. All right. So Jennifer Aniston was on the cover of Allure magazine this week, um, and it was their last cover ever. They're they're I guess. Uh, ceasing to release print issues from now on. Everything's Ooh. digital these no, days. No, I have to buy it. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's the last cover they're ever going to have. Um, she looks so good. So She good. looks incredible. Yeah. She was giving, like, share. Um, she was giving, like, Rachel Green season six when she had, like, the long straight yes. hair. Um, no, she looks so good. But then in the actual interview, she got really... She, like, opened up a lot, and she talked about her... Uh, attempts at becoming a mother when she was married to Brad Pitt. And it was really interesting because that entire time, I think everyone just kind of thought that she didn't want to be a mom. And especially when they got divorced, she was kind of blamed. And it was like, well, you wouldn't give him kids. And so she opens up now and is like, no, you fuckers. I was actually like trying to get pregnant this whole time. Yeah, it's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. I actually saw um, a post on social media that showed like, every tabloid headline that she was on like the cover of 
back during that time that was just like speculating about her, you know, having kids, not having kids. She's pregnant with twins. She doesn't want kids, this, that. And I can't imagine like going through all of that publicly while you're privately like going through IVF and like right? actually trying to get pregnant. I know. It's fucking crazy. I mean, I know. So my listeners know Matt and I are in the throes of the adoption process and trying to adopt a baby. And like, it's such a double-edged sword because on one hand, I like want people to care and I want my friends and family to like ask about it and like, you know, wonder what's going on. But on the other hand, I'm like, don't fucking ask, right. you know? It's like right. when when there's news, I'll tell you. Right. And I feel like pregnant women go through that all the time or women that are trying to get pregnant go right. through that all the time where it's like, when are you having a baby? And they're like, shut the fuck up. And if you stop asking that, maybe I'll have one, you know? And I was wondering too, like why, why she chose now? I wonder, um, because you know, the newer, the newer, younger celebrities are, it's just about being open. You know, they'll have right. the TikTok and the YouTube and yeah, exactly. you know, it's like, Hey guys, let me tell you what I did for there. Let me tell you what I ate all day. They have let like me... a whole like story highlight. That's like IVF journey. And yeah. Everything is public. There's almost like no secrets. Yeah. So I don't know if she felt like to stay relevant or. I mean, I think, so what she said in the <clears throat> article was like, I have nothing left to lose at this point. Sure. I mean, I feel like who knows it was probably just a, a situation where maybe she has seen how vocal everyone yeah. from like the younger generations have been and how um, accepting the public has been of them. So she's like, well, fuck, like, you know, if things had been different for me 20 years ago, like it would have been a whole different ball game. Oh. It's really sad it either is. way. Um, what was, I also thought was interesting is she said that, you know, when she was going through that, no one ever suggested to her to just freeze her eggs, which now is so commonplace. I, I thought that was really weird too. Yeah. Very weird. Especially considering the fact that like, she probably had the best doctor's money right. to buy. So like, and she was clearly wealthy. So right. they'd be like, Hey, right. we have options. Told, why was no one whipping out the igloo cooler and being like, <laughs> here you go, mama, and put them in here. Like right. <laughs> very fucking weird. Um, speaking of babies and surrogacy uh rebel wilson just had a baby with her wife yeah they just had a baby via surrogacy um surprising just considering i feel like she was she literally just came out of the closet and she was kind of pushed out um so it's interesting now knowing that they were going through this surrogacy journey because it's like well at some point like you you would have had to have come out with all of this anyways you know what i mean and she's been delivering like punch after punch surprise surprise like hey i'm skinny hey i'm a lesbian Hey, hey I'm a, a mom. Baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Surprise. Yeah. Well, good for her. What What's so interesting about it is like for me, I think nothing of like anyone's uh, baby journey short of like kidnapping. Like obviously if you, <laughs> if you steal a baby, like no bueno. But I, I've never really thought twice about people who, you know, go an alternative route to have a baby. Obviously right. like, you know, as a gay man, it would be weird if I, if I like thought it was weird. <laughs> But I thought I saw a post on Twitter where it was interesting. It was actually a lesbian who posted and was like talking a lot of shit about Rebel Wilson and her wife and just being like, like, I I, I don't even remember like the exact tweet or what it was, but it was basically like, like, fuck them. Like, they just want to like stay hot and skinny. And so they're like, you know like using like mad science to create a baby. And it was just like, like talking a lot of shit about it, about the process. And I just thought that was really weird and interesting. And I wanted to ask you about it because obviously you had a baby via surrogacy. So like, did you deal with any of, of that kind of like weirdness from people who were like, 
you're like playing God in a way. I mean, um, I'm not, and that's not coming from me. No, I yeah, yeah. That. I mean, I, I actually, I think you are God, but. <laughs> thank you, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, so I did. I have a few. Um, so I'm half Mexican and a lot of Catholic um, yeah. family members. Right. Um, and I did. I had a few cousins that were like, Oh, well, that's, that's really weird because he's gay and like it kind of threw him off because I guess they had, you know, written me off as not being a parent or having right, a kid. Right. And, um, you know, I have other cousins that, you know, um, went other ways as in like, you know, having kids before marriage, the scandal, you right, know, things totally. like that. And that was never an issue. But yeah. me, who was married at the time, had been with my um, husband now for, you know, 11 years. Right. Decided to have a baby via surrogate. And that was the scandal. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so like, weird. It's so bizarre. We've actually encountered people who are like anti-adoption and not just like anti-LGBTQ adoption, but just yeah. like anti-adoption period. That's and weird. they literally will accuse adoptive parents of like stealing babies. <laughs> and so it's just so interesting that there's this like, like subset of people who have this this ideology that like unless you can conceive naturally then like you shouldn't be a parent and then my question is like okay but like what about literally all of these children who like need homes what about all of these people who like have the ability and the the household and the finances and like the lifestyle to provide great families for people like why are we discouraging that like and you know those are the people that are like anti-abortion right anti, right and you're like well, exactly let's provide a solution here yeah like. <laughs> yeah exactly it's very weird and i feel like if if you're gonna have one of those like kind of crazy um strict mindsets of like this is the only way that you like can properly be a parent then you should be out in the street like helping everyone that like that you possibly could help like that, like you said it's just the people that are so rigid in their and their beliefs about this are also the people that are like such assholes to everyone. Right. And yeah. It's like, go like do some good, you know? The thing I found weird, um, well, personally for, I mean, no judgment, Rebel Wilson, I love you. Yeah. But, um, so I was thinking, you know, being in a gay relationship and she's, I mean, in a gay relationship, but she's a woman. I was like, why wouldn't you want to get, I mean, I get like maybe her because, you know, she depends on like her body for roles right, and right. movies, but what about her wife? Or, right. And I was like, why wouldn't you want to experience that and have your, because like if I could, I would. But, right. I mean, but then there's also the, the question of like, I mean, maybe neither one of them can. I mean, there is yeah, the possibility sure. that like both of them do have fertility issues. And so that's the thing I feel like when anyone makes a judgment like that. You don't know. And so whether, and, and it's their choice. Like if Rebel just wants to, like she, yeah, yeah. You, like we said, she's skinny now. If she just wants to like stay hot and thin and that's her reasoning, more yeah. power to you. Heck yeah. But if it is a, a like medical reason, then like who the fuck are we to say yeah. anything about it? I just feel like people are so judgmental. And like I said, unless you're straight up like kidnapping someone. And then, and even with that, if the kid's super cute, I've told you so many times, I'm going to fucking kidnap Kent. You're going to wake up you. one morning. He's going to be gone. You're going to have to drive over here. I mean, you well, know, and I was him. thinking that too. Cause you know, I mean, that was my first reaction, but then also, yeah, same, same thing. We're like, but it's no judgment. It was just my first reaction. Like if I was in her shoe, but I'm not in her shoes and I don't know her. Shoes. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. she could. there's so many reasons and she doesn't owe us any explanation. No, no. exactly. And I think that she will probably be like an amazing mom. I actually oh think gosh. she would be like a great mom. Oh, She's yeah. so funny. She does seem really, really warm. Um, yeah. I mean, I have no idea who her wife is, but no, I, I know. know I had to Google her. I was like, who is this? Yeah. I guess she's like a makeup or fashion designer, huge person, nice. I guess in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Good for her. Alrighty, mate. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Love that for rebel Wilson. Um, speaking of 
bigger girls. <laughs> what a I didn't know if we were going bigger ter- girls or babies. Terrible segue. <laughs> um, Megan Trainer has a new oh, song out yes. called Made You Look. Okay, have you heard this song? Yes, yes, okay. yes. <clears throat> so first of all, every song that she writes and releases sounds the exact same. Oh my God, Like yes. the exact fucking same. And second of all, every song that she writes and releases that sounds the same, they're all like Christmas songs. Like, right? why, why are all of her songs... Like, lyrically, they're all about, like, shaking that fat ass, which, great, I love it, mad respect, like, own your curves, fucking, like, slam that ass all over the place. It's great. But, melodically, it's Jingle Bells. It is. What? I don't know. But maybe that's the genius behind it, because it plays on that, you know, nostalgia of Christmas and the happiness of it. But then just write a song, like, about, like... Like, make it Christmassy. Make it straight up, like, about, like, you know, shaking this fat turkey or, like, whatever. Like, actually go... Jingle your bells. Right, like, go hard into the the gimmick of it all. Because that's the thing. She's so gimmicky. Ooh, I would eat that album up. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, (laughs) nice big turkey dinner. Um, Extra gravy on the side. But she... She's really gimmicky. And all of the songs, they sound super Christmassy. So for me, there's like this layer of cheese on top of oh, yeah. it. Where like, I can't take it seriously. I don't like it. No. I can't. No, no. At all. And I I feel like she's a one trick pony at this point. You know what's funny though? Did you listen to her last album? No. Amazing. Of course not. It's amazing. <laughs> it's not. awesome. Was like, it a Christmas album? No. It was so, it was a regular album, a little bit more dancey, um, but not the cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, but it released right when the pandemic hit. So uh, I think that's why it didn't do well. Yeah. It's, so good, and I am not a Megan Trainor al- uh, stan or fan. Yeah. Um, but this album, yeah, was awful. It was the same thing that yeah. she had been doing, and I really, I was like, is this just like, is this the same? It beat? literally sound. What was like her first song that she put out like ten uh, years ago about being, all about that? Bass. Yeah, about being yeah. big. They're all about being oh, big. Yeah. She's but got bass. <laughs> it li- it literally sounds like like maybe like a slight remix of that song. Yes, no, that's what I thought it was at first. Yeah. And she does have like, there's like two songs on there that are okay and a little bit different, but you're never going to hear those. It's interesting. I feel like a lot of artists now just kind of find their niche. Like I, um, I heard a Black Eyed Peas song on the radio a while ago and I was convinced, like I heard it a few times and I was just convinced that they had like covered themselves. I was like, oh, they put out a new version of their old song. Right, right. And then finally I realized like, oh no, it's just a new song, but it's like the exact fucking same. It's, so it's like, instead of boom, boom, pow, it's like bang, bang, clap. Or like, it's just yeah. something stupid and like it's featuring Shakira and it sounds like something they put out in 2011. Shakira deserved better. I know she really did, but she's, <laughs> I mean, she's got to pay back the IRS. Oh so yeah, that's true. She'll that's do true. whatever she fucking can. I feel so, yeah, something happened with Will I Am. Um, you remember he did that show with Britney and then he did what is it Britney Jean yes terrible yeah and that's when I was like oh you're not very good no it's like it was them as the black eyed peas and then Fergie never came back and they just where is Fergie I don't know I mean I think after she sang the national anthem at that one uh, basketball game iconic I, but for all the way. wrong yeah. reasons, hey. yeah. <laughs> so like hard to come back. <laughs> but what's funny is now any like American holiday, 
that video resurfaces. Like every year on 4th of July, I see that all over She's the place. Being cyberbullied. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm assuming she gets some sort of like royalties from that. So It was an artistic choice. It was. <laughs> many, uh, many choices were made during that performance. Uh, okay, did you watch um, Sex in the City? Are you a Sex oh, in the City Oh, fan? yeah. Did for you sure. watch And Just Like That? Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. And so, I'm ready for the next season. Okay, so they're filming the second season right now. Um, did you see that Sarah Jessica Parker was spotted filming in the like wedding dress from the movie? No. Yeah, so there's photos of her in that like iconic huge ass wedding dress with like the big like blue bird in yes, her hair. Yes, the bird hat. Yeah, yes. so people are speculating like what what is it? Like is is she in the show is she like putting that outfit back on for part sure. of the storyline is it a flashback yeah. scene i don't know but it's interesting like what what do you think it possibly like is she getting remarried i did no. hear i did hear that aiden is supposed to be back but she can't marry him like oh and just no. like wear the same yeah dress. <laughs> no and not in like one season like yeah. that's just i don't yeah. know i think it has to be like a flashback moment. i think so too i think so too but yeah. you know what <sighs> I don't know if this is controversial, but the Shay or is it Shay the character that um, which one? Oh, Che 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 Diaz. Che, yeah, hate her. Yeah, no, she ruins they. the show for you me. Hate they. they, they, them. I'm I sorry, them. Yes, sorry. Um, I hate them. Yes, and they. Yeah. Um, they, and them it has sucks. nothing to do with any of whatever she wants. It's just such. They. It's. Did I say she's? I'm terrible. <laughs> it's I'm so sorry. Hard. They. I know it's so hard. Love. The character arc for Cynthia Nixon's character, it's great. Yeah. But Shay's no, character Jay was is so terrible. obnoxious. And, and I actually, like, so many people hated the Miranda character arc in And Just Like That, but I thought it made total sense. Yeah. Like, I feel like she was always a dyke. Absolutely. She was always so, like, miserable with any man she was with, including sure. Steve. So, like, it didn't surprise me that, you know, 30 years into their marriage, she would, like, hate her life and want to go fuck like a non-binary sure. individual. Like, and yeah. they needed to freshen up her character or were we just going to watch her and Steve eat ice cream all night? Like right. they need no, to do totally, something. Totally. But it's just that character. Yeah. And I was so, I was so much more interested in, um, I don't remember all the the new characters names, but the real estate agent. Yes. Yeah. She amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then the I really liked, Charlotte's friend. Yes. Charlotte's friend, the like super mom. Yes. I really liked her. I really liked that character arc um i i was i felt very much on an island but like i really enjoyed and just like that i feel like everyone hated it it was like i enjoyed it it was like widely despised <laughs> but i really liked it tyler and i really liked it yeah. we just did not like them che. yeah <laughs> they them yeah they them. they them were horrible yes um okay so not necessarily in like the the reboot world but going back to the original sex in the city which one are you? Are you a, oh. are you a Carrie? Are you a Miranda? Are you I'm, a Charlotte? Or are you a Samantha? You're kind of a Samantha. Huh? I'm, I'm like a Charlotte with with sprinkles of Samantha. I think you're more of like a Samantha with like sprinkles of. Probably. I'm a Samantha aspiring to be a Charlotte. Yeah. Or like, um, I don't know what that. You're like a Charlotte like. in the streets, but a Samantha in the sheets, <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I yeah. always wanted to be a Charlotte. Like I would tell myself and everyone that I was a Charlotte, and I'm like. You know, I I like to be like the hostess, and I'm very like type A. But secretly, I'm like such a Miranda. Like I'm such a cunt. I'm like so <laughs> insufferable. I like hate everyone and everything. Like I get so mad at like when my TiVo doesn't work. Like all the fucking things that Miranda <laughs> did. That's 100% me. Um, but on the outside, I'm a Charlotte. 
Yes, maybe yes. that's what it is. On yeah. the outside, I'm I feel a like Charlotte. Everyone wanted to be a Charlotte. Sure. She's just like so put together. Right. Um, she's the she's the American dream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah she really is. Yeah. No, probably yeah. Samantha. We right. love we love Charlotte. <laughs> and then now, as an adult, I feel like everyone realizes that Carrie Bradshaw is like the most horrible human on the face of the earth. She's terrible now, right? She's awful. Yeah. A horrible, horrible human. But she made for some damn good TV. Yeah. And (laughs) the clothes. We're all into the clothes. Oh my God. All right. Let's talk about, uh, in sad news. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Aaron Carter. R.I.P. Yeah. It was hard. That was, it it was one of those things where it was like shocking because you're just, it like comes out of nowhere, obviously, but at the same time it was like not a shock. And I think that makes it even more sad. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where like without realizing it, we all were kind of just like waiting for it to happen. Right. Which is terrible. Um, but he's had like a very strange past few years. And yeah. And I wouldn't, you know, it's just like everything. Like, was it the drugs that med- led to the mental illness, or was it the mental illness that led to drugs? Yeah. And well, and like the and then like fame too. Like, the you fame, know, how yeah. much of how much of the mental illness was like caused by like fame and the shit that he went through, or how much of it was like er- exacerbated by it? But his siblings were also. Well, I mean, especially you know, yeah. um, Nick Nick Carter. But yeah. he had a sister too. Was like kind of. You had like famous. a pop song at yeah. one point. They had like a um, reality show. So he had like you know, it wasn't he wasn't the only one. No, and definitely. He had people to look, you know, to connect with in yeah. his family. So, but yeah, I don't. It would be really difficult though. Like imagine being like, I mean, he was, he was like Justin Bieber level famous when he was a child and then all of that went away. Like the difference with Justin Bieber is like, he's still really famous and successful and rich. Right. But like, imagine having all of that at like age seven and then by age 11, everyone's like, no, you're a joke now. Yeah. That's, that's. I I mean, I can't imagine like ever going through that, like being on top of the world and then, and then losing it all. But to experience that before, like your balls drop, (laughs) it's, that's tough. I mean, I, I can't imagine. Um, so it was actually you who told me yesterday we went to lunch and you told me that he was found in his bathtub and he was like a different color. That's what I read. Yeah. So he had to have been there for a while. Oh God. It's really sad. It's really sad. And then you were saying that his housekeeper is the one that found him, right? Yeah. And she like would let people in? I don't know. Spill yeah. the tea. I, no, I don't I don't know. Like I I just read the highlights, but I mean it makes sense if they're famous, you don't want to, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever, have the story to spin out <clears throat> or to something that it shouldn't be or right. trying to, you know, provide some pri- especially because supposedly he like took her in or something like that. Yeah. So she probably was thankful for. It. I don't know, you know, you don't yeah. know. But I feel bad. And then didn't he just have a baby or something? Oh, I didn't know yeah. he just had a baby. I believe. Oh my God. He, yeah. He just, he has, he has like a baby that's like less than a month Oh old. my God. That's so tragic. Um, it's Ugh. really sad. Really sad. Well, and then speaking of, you know, the like privacy aspect of it all. So a couple days after he passed away, some publisher or like someone basically was teasing that they were going to release like an uh, an unfinished memoir that yes. he had been working on. Um, and then some publications got word that like part of this memoir actually discussed him taking Hillary Duff's virginity when Ooh, she was I didn't know that. like, like very young, like 12 or 13. Um, so it's, this is like disgusting on, on several counts. Like a, let him rest in peace. Like that's, right. that's literally why we say that. Right. Let him rest in peace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but B the like, the fact that, that, like, now, with this, like, is his legacy going to be one of, like, like 
child sex. Like that, that's I not know. how we need to remember him. Is like him, and, and also like like Hillary's doing well, really right, well for herself. Exactly. Why do we need to drag so her down? fucked up to drag her into it? And I thought what was interesting is. So she made a statement about that, about the memoir, and basically was just like, this is gross. Like, not even so much because of her involvement in it, but like just saying like, leave his words alone. Like it was was unfinished. It wasn't like in a place to be released. So don't do that. Um, But I thought it was interesting. Like just when he passed, she put out a statement, which was really sweet and really nice. But I just think it's interesting that like she would even have to do that. You know, like this is someone that she probably has had no communication with in like 20, 25 years. Oh, yeah. But yet somehow the public still like associates them together. Every time. And so she then has to like go make a public statement about his death. It's just like so weird. You it know? is really weird. I can't imagine like still being tied to someone that I dated for like a few months when I was 12. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like I was dating some fucking weirdos. I don't want to be associated Absolutely. with Absolutely. And uh, I don't want people talking about when I lost my virginity or no. well, and and because also like it, it might not even be true. Like right. it's just you don't know. And then she's in such a weird position where it's like if there are untruths that are being released, like does she call him a liar? Like he's dead now. Like <laughs> right. it's just that's so shitty. It's shitty. I know. Yeah, but it has some. <sighs> Yeah, and some of it has to do because he was clearly right. He was suffering from mental illness. They, yeah, there was, there was a lot of mental. Yeah, there was and, a lot of mental health issues. Um, he there was you know drug, like drug and alcohol abuse. He also I think talked about having like eating disorder and right. body image issues and things. There was just a, a lot of darkness. And, but like, at what point do we start holding them accountable and like? You know, like Kanye West, other people that are in, you know, similar situations and just start being like, you know, we need to stop yeah. feeding into that. We need to stop supporting their stuff. Right. Well, and then the, the question then comes up where it's like, okay, like I asked, like, is, is this stuff caused by mental illness or is it exacerbated by mental illness? And then it's like, where do you draw the line? And like, this person is just a danger to themselves, self versus they're a danger to other people. Like with, with Aaron, I, like, I don't know. I wasn't following his story, and so I could sure. be wrong. But it seems like he was very harmful to himself. Right. Whereas with Kanye, he, like, thinks he's the fucking shit, <laughs> but, like, all of his hatred is, like, towards other people, you yeah. know? But then he has these fans that eat it up, and I they're know. like, oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, I mean, that's who... Like, I think ultimately that's who needs to be stopped are, like, his fans, you Right. Know? But how do you do that? Yeah. I don't know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, let's see. What else can we talk about? What else can we talk about? Well, speaking of Aaron Carter and Hillary Duff, Lindsay Lohan is having oh, a bit yes. of a, a bit of a moment. Um, we actually talked about this yesterday at lunch too. I think it's so funny how like her her big comeback is her doing like a straight to TV <laughs> Christmas movie with like not even the lead guy from Glee. It's like the third guy from Glee. Oh yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, she's, she's everywhere. She's like all, doing the late night circuit. She's like all over uh, social media again. She's trending. Like she's, you know, there are Buzzfeed listicles about her and all this stuff. And it's just so funny because it's basically like, I mean, I know it's a Netflix movie, but it's basically like a, like a lifetime original oh, movie. Yeah. Like the quality of it is 
shit. It's terrible. But everyone is so happy that like Lindsay Lohan is back. You no, know? your target audience, man. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess you you watched it, right? I did. Did you like it? It was so awful, and so I loved bad. it. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. She. I liked how. In, so it was funny. Um, okay. Spoiler alert. Basically, the plot of it is she's like this like rich heiress who. <laughs> over Christmas um, hits her head skiing and then gets amnesia and like forgets who she is. And Classic. like, while she doesn't remember who she is, she like becomes nice, right. you know, like a cla- a tale as old as that. <laughs> but what's so funny is I said to Matt, at, like when we finished it, I was like, is it bad that I liked her better? Like before she became nice. Like I liked her in the <laughs> beginning when she was kind of a bitch and she had these like, like oversized, like pink furry outfits. And yes. like, I didn't like her once she got nice. No, I, me either. <laughs> I wanted her to stay mean. I know, right? Yeah, that's the that's TV show we want. No, totally. Bitchy Lohan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know. That would be a good. I know. <sighs> she Because she plays it so well. And I think that she, it probably would have served her better in her career had she played more like iconic bitch roles. Oh yes. Like, Obviously, no one, no one could have been or should have been Regina George, sure. but um, Rachel McAdams. Like oh, she was sure. so fucking good. But I remember reading that Lindsay Lohan was actually offered the part of Regina George, and she declined it because she was like, "I don't want to be a villain. Like I want to, I want to like have my career as being like the leading girl, you know." Right. Um, but like in hindsight, she should have been Regina George. Like, oh, yeah. she should have taken that part. It would have been so much more iconic for her. She should just be a bitch. Oh, I love it. I yeah. know. Hopefully this will be more Netflix TV. Yeah, I just made want, for TV. Totally. Do like cheap, campy movies where you play a cunt. That's all I want from Lindsay Lohan. I do too. Moving forward. All those Disney stars, though, go with that. Like, you know, a lot of them, mm-hmm. they're, they don't have much range. Right. And, you know, their, their target audience mm-hmm. is, you know, comedies or, you know, cheesy movies or right. whatever. And they do well. Yeah. And then they try... Because I remember Hilary Duff tried to do, like, darker stuff, darker yeah. materials for a while. And it's like, it's just Hilary Duff trying totally. to act she, serious. She can only... Hilary Duff... I love me some Hilary Duff. Oh, yes. But she can only... Like, for the rest of her life, she will be some facet of, like, uh, Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire, for yeah. sure. Like, even now on How I Met Your Father, she's, like, a Lizzie-esque character like she's the every girl you know oh and younger too yeah oh my god totally all the shows give me a comedy with hillary duff and i will watch it oh my god every day i love hillary duff so a a friend of mine and she she's like a friend by proxy so i like she's a friend of a friend um and when i used to live in la we used to there was like a little group of us and we would do like monthly dinners and she was in this group but we never hung out one-on-one um, and that's important to the story. I don't okay. want to be associated okay. with this girl. But <laughs> at a certain point, she's like filthy fucking rich. She lives in LA. Her she's a stay-at-home mom, um, and her husband. I, I think he. I think he works for a company that does like security systems and like technology and stuff. But a few years ago, um, randomly, I was watching Hillary Duff's Insta story, and like all of a sudden, there's this girl. <gasps> we'll call her Nancy. Ooh. Like, all of a sudden, there's Nancy in the background. And I discovered that they had become friends via, like, their mommy group. And their their daughters were friends. And so, for, like, a year or two, they would hang out all the time. I would always see them on each other's stories. They would be going out to lunch and brunch and hanging out at, like, kid events, birthday parties, all of that. Um, and then, like... In the past couple years, I, w- I won't get into the details, but like there was some stuff that happened in like the news and politics, and this girl Nancy is like 
a staunch conservative. Like oh. she's in, insanely conservative. Oh. And she started posting like a lot of like really intense stuff to the point where like even me and my mutual friend who like I met her through, we were texting and like, okay, this is a lot. You know, like, <laughs> do we need to unfollow this bitch? Um, but I discovered that she and Hillary Duff no longer follow each other. They're like oh, no longer yeah. friends. And I'm like firmly team Hillary. Oh yeah. <laughs> I... like, even though I know you, Nancy, sure. I'm on team Hillary. Oh, I'm <laughs> like... convinced Hillary and I, if we ever met Hillary Duff and I would be best friends. Oh my God. Me too. No, and I, I that's, think... that's why I'm team Hillary because like I, I pick her fully. I know that she's right. I like, I don't know the details of this fight. I don't even know if this is what it's about, but I have to assume that it's about that because Hillary is very vocal um, politically on like the other side of things. Like, oh yeah. On, on our side of things. Our side. And, the good side. Right. And so like, I just, the timing of it, I have to assume that it's like politically motivated, but yeah, no team Hillary. Yeah. Through and through. Oh, I need to meet her. So Kent can marry banks or what's the other yeah, girl's yeah, name? Uh, yeah. Birdie. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. Love it all. They're so cute. I love all yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, so anyways, like if it comes down to it if nancy were ever to you know make me pick a side <sighs> i'm picking team hillary fuck you so, nancy yeah nancy sucks <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay let's see let's see going down the list oh so jamie lee curtis speaking of Lindsay lohan was interviewed recently and she uh said that she actually had spoken to Lindsay recently and pitched an idea for a new freaky friday movie yes freaky yes friday yes too. yes yeah into i'm all it. about so it. Into it give them all the money what do you think it would be like about do you think it would be like Lindsay now also has a daughter and all three of them switch it's like a triangle thing yes i would love that who would yeah. you cast as the daughter though oh god i don't know well first of all how old could she be so like Lindsay's our age but she so reads a, she reads a little older <laughs> now I, I mean she okay here's the thing she looks great but she also looks older if yeah. that makes sense like she oh, looks no, yeah, yeah. she looks older than 35 cuz that's how old she is but she so she looks like 45 but like a great looking 45 year old yeah, if yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense so she in theory could play someone that has like a you know teenage, teenager, daughter. yeah i think so too yeah yeah she really could um, and I mean, we all remember that character from the original. She was destined to get knocked up by 18. Oh like, yeah. She was on the she back of motorcycles. Yeah. Like pop rock rocker girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who could play her daughter. Uh, I don't like what little like ginger oh, child actors are God. out there these days. I don't know. Uh, I'm not like big on the Disney circuit. You have a child. You should know I this. Know, but it's like Coco Melon and yeah. PJ Masks. Yeah. No, they can't We're not play. casting they Dora can't. the Explorer as Lindsay Lohan's daughter. Or whoever played that girl, maybe you know, yeah. there was a live action one. Yeah. She could be Hispanic and not yeah, ginger. Yeah, there, there we go. We get all the uh, all the Target there. I, we get all the. I love it. Oh my I god, I love it. That so was, good. That's Hollywood's dream, right there. Yeah, it's funny that we we also I feel like we we had like a pre-interview before this interview or this conversation yesterday at lunch because yeah. we talked about all of these things. But um, we can't help ourselves. <laughs> but it's funny because Freaky Friday was like. Jamie Lee's movie. She, oh, yeah. she carried that movie. She oh, was yeah. so fucking good. So ultimately what I would want to see is Jamie Lee Curtis swap bodies with a teenager again. Like I need to see Jamie Lee take on like, a teenager again. Yeah. And, and then, like Lindsay's just herself. Yeah. Like, and she trying knows to figure, what's trying, going like, on. Like what's going on? I need a fortune yes, cookie. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Let's pitch it. Okay. There you go. All right. Disney, um, will, our people will call your people. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Adidas, after dropping Kanye West and their partnership, yeah. apparently, yes, woo, 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 speaking of Kanye, um, apparently Adidas is moving forward. They're going to continue selling Yeezys, but Ooh. under a new name. So, oh. so assumingly, they 
they own the rights to the design. Sure. And they can just take Kanye's name off of it and keep selling it and he doesn't get any profits. Right. Uh, so good. That's awesome. Yeah, that'll be a really big test to be like, is is it really Kanye's name? Right, or is it the this? design of the shoe? And yeah, the exactly. One, they're they're so ugly. Um, but here's the thing. I mean, for me, it's like I wouldn't buy them for the the design or the name. Sure. You know? And I never would have. Right. Like I I'm also not really the type of person that would buy anything just because a celebrity's name is on it. Like right. unless it was cute, you know. Right. Um, like even all my Britney merch, like it's, oh I, I, but it has that's, to be cute. I'm not priceless. just, uh, right. But I'm not just buying like any shirt with Britney's face on it. Like right. it has to be cute. Something that you like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have like 12 of them, but they're, <laughs> they're all adorable, you know? But also the people buy these shoes and then like what they're like $200 or whatever. Yeah. And then they resell them for like it's thousands. Crazy. So the people that are paying the thousands of dollars, like right. why do they really like, are they that big of a shoe? Are they like the beanie babies of shoes? Like what is Ooh. the, what is the value there? How are they increasing in value? Like what is the, the like, um, inflation element to these shoes, you know? Yeah. And then the other thing now that's kind of, I don't know if it's shitty because I don't know if Kanye will, will profit at all from this, but like, you know, people that do have like the original real Yeezys now, yeah. they're going to be able to sell them for like Ooh, so much that's fucking true. money now. You know? And why doesn't Kanye just try to do his own shoes instead of trying to partner up with other shoe Right, I mean, like he, he went to the... Skechers. Did you hear he went to Skechers? <laughs> yeah. Of all the brands to oh, go to, Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> like, come on. I dude. know. There's Pumas. Right. There's, I mean, Anything. there's Under Armour K-Swiss. something. Yes. Like, Ooh, yeah. love me a good K-Swiss. Right. Even Crocs would have been better, oh. honestly. Ooh, yeah. easy Crocs. Right, or Crocs, but like with a K for Kanye. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, we're like, we got a lot of ideas right now. I mean, everywhere that <laughs> I go I just want to be the manager yeah not speak to the manager I just want to be, be the, the manager, manager and make the place better yeah no yeah. exactly you ask to, to speak to the manager just so you can like forcibly remove them yeah yeah oh yeah I'm taking over let, let me just help you out yeah here. I'm gonna I'm gonna need that lanyard with your name tag on it please <laughs> uh, and the keys to the safe uh all right so um some interesting news headlines as of this last week Twitter users were able to pay $8 a month oh my God, for a, a verification show. checkmark. Now, like you said, this became an utter shit show. Um, like people were creating fake brand accounts and getting the checkmark and then tweeting stuff out like about the brands. Like I saw one, like someone made a fake Pepsi account that had the blue check and then they were tweeting like Coke is better. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. And apparently... A lot of this was just like all fun and games, but a lot of it ended up actually costing corporations billions of dollars. Uh, Supposedly there was this like insulin company that was, uh, there was like a parody account created and they tweeted out saying that like they were going to be dropping the price of insulin to like $10, you know, a vial or whatever. And the stocks for this company plummeted, Um, which is, which is like crazy and shitty and like, like, it says a lot about um, the healthcare industry, but it's also just wild that Elon didn't see this coming. Right. Like, how could he not see this coming? So, a couple things. One, like, do you think there's a lawsuit there for them to be like, hey, you know, Twitter was this, represented itself as this, and then you I'm, did this, I mean, and we lost money. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. Right? Yeah. But also... Elon Musk went in there and fired everybody. I know. So, and then... And he fired the the teams that, like, handle this stuff. Right. Like, he fired the team that, like, specifically makes sure... Like, I don't know what it's called, but, like, the legitimacy team. Yes. Or whatever it is. Like, the verification team. The smart people. Yes. He let them all <laughs> go. And, and that's the thing is, like, 
he he may or may not be a genius. He sure. may be a genius at some things. He may be really smart at like cars or IT or tech or whatever. But like He's that, an idea guy. Right. But that doesn't mean that A of all you can like run every type of company. B of all, it doesn't mean that you can, that you're like a good like manager or leader. Um, also like, I, I think, I don't know. Like, is he even a genius? He's kind of an idiot, right? Yeah. Like, he's kind of an idiot. Well, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I was telling you, like, I, you know, I wouldn't go to Starbucks and go buy my skincare there. Like, right. stick right. to what you're good at. Yeah. Don't think that, you know, like, I'm in nursing. I'm not going to exactly. go into, you know, XYZ. Go into Elon Musk's well, right. Tesla's it's, office it's, and exactly. be like, let me tell you how exactly. to better this. And that, and that is part of, like intelligence is knowing what you're good at and and the fact that he just thinks he can waltz into any room and like make everything better you're you're not as smart as you think you are elon plus social media is so intricate why would you even want to that's the biggest thing why would you even want to? i'm convinced and i will tell you why i think but it's very political he just wants you know he wants the republicans back in power yeah to approve all his plans yeah to give him the tax breaks, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, I can I can tell you, and I actually tweeted this because as soon as he took over, my timeline was flooded with Republican accounts yep. that I don't follow. Oh, like yeah. they're being pushed in my face, like Republican politicians, Republican like media personalities from Fox News, like all of them being <laughs> shoved down my throat on my timeline, and it wasn't a situation where it was like. Oh, I'm I'm seeing just like a bunch of political uh, political accounts. Period. Like it wasn't. Uh, there were no Democrats mm-hmm. at all. It's not like all of a sudden I started seeing like CNN correspondents popping up. Like it's only conservatives, um, and a lot of people are noticing that too. And and some of some people are arguing like, well, you know, previously Twitter had banned all of these accounts, so now they're back, and so that's why you're seeing them. But I don't follow them, so no. why are they like all over my timeline? Like right. they're being pushed on us. You oh know? yeah. And what's funny too is like, because I was, I was talking to somebody about, because it's been election season and how there's all these uh, poster boards everywhere. And I just feel like one, what a waste of money because I'm not going to look at that and be like, they have a cute poster board. I'm voting for them. Well, and the posters don't even tell you anything but their name. And they're tricky because sometimes they're blue Mm -hmm. and you're like, Ooh, Democrat, but no, they're Republicans. I know. I know. But I mean, it must be, I mean, I would assume that it may be in the back in the day when we didn't have access to so much information. Yeah. it definitely it definitely seems useless at this point right f- and and i say that because of how things turned out here in arizona and i'm sure you saw like the vast majority of the signage that i would see driving around was all republicans it was it I was too. I, I would see barely any like mark kelly signs i would see blake masters all over the fucking place yes and for a while that scared the shit out of me i was me like too. why are we seeing so much more like conservative media um but clearly the election didn't go that way. So it goes to show you, I think that we're seeing more of their signs because they knew that they needed it more. Yeah. And either way, even though their signs were all over the place, the people still saw through it, I guess. Yeah. Which is, first of all, great. Yeah. But Woo-hoo! also, I saw that like, um, here anyway, like the person who ran for governor and senate, they didn't really like, well, for sure the governor, they didn't, didn't debate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't see any uh, rallies here really. Mm-hmm. Like there was one last big one. So yeah, it's interesting how I guess marketing in general is changing. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, I'm spinning off into a different topic, but no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's we're, fascinating. we're just, we're, we're going to get canceled talking about politics. Oh, man. No, no it's I more mean, about marketing. Well, and here's the thing. Anyone who listens to my podcast, like if you listen to my podcast still and you're like a Republican, why? Like, like literally, like, are you listening to the wrong show? Like, have, like, what are you doing here? It's so weird. I do like every once in a while because I'll... On social media, like every, every couple weeks, something I post, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, will kind of like pop off. And so I'll get like an influx of new followers. And I like know right away, like, oh, you're new here. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you're going to unfollow me very quickly. <laughs> oh, so this is interesting. TSA found a handgun shoved inside of a raw chicken <laughs> in someone's luggage at a South Florida airport. Okay, so first of all, only in Florida. Second of all, there's like the the handgun of it all. Then there's the raw chicken of it all. That's the craziest part. Well, right, for me. exactly. So it's like, did you like even if you thought like, okay, they're not gonna see the gun, but like you didn't think they were gonna stop you over the raw chicken? Right. Like what? Right. That's so weird. Also, why pick something that's like so inconvenient? Raw chickens are heavy. You want to wheel that thing all the way through TSA and then like check it on the plane and shove it up in the bin overhead. Like also the smell. The bacteria. There's so many questions. Uh, Yeah. I don't understand it. And my biggest question like that, that I ask to anyone who's trying to smuggle anything, why not drive? (laughs) Like why, where are you flying to? And like, why can't you just like, just rent a car and just like hide the gun in the trunk? I don't know. Like you don't even need the chicken anymore. <laughs> oh, that is. That's so many questions. Like what was the gun for? Right. What was the chicken for? What was the chicken for? <laughs> Where did he do? <gasps> yeah. Was it previously a live chicken that he owned and then he killed with that gun? It's it, The chicken was alive when he got to the airport. It wasn't alive when he left. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. We need to get the rights to this No, movie. it honestly, it's, it's crazy. Um, have you ever smuggled anything on a plane? Um, I have. So pro tip, <laughs> um, if you want to smuggle like, you know, pot or yeah. other substances, right. you get, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know this. Um, you get a shampoo bottle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. empty it out mm-hmm. and then a little baggie, yeah. seal it and then put shampoo or whatever back in. Yeah. The dogs can't smell it. Oh my God. TSA won't see it. Perfect. Genius. Genius. I fly with my vape pen all the time, like everywhere I go. And that's always easy. I used to, back in the day, when I would fly with like real weed, um, God, we like, it used to be so inconvenient to be a stoner. It was so difficult. I used to, I remember one time I flew to New York, so literally across the country. And like, I had to bring, you know, a little Ziploc bag of weed and like a little pipe and a lighter. And I would wrap, like wrap it inside of a sock, inside of another sock, inside of like a third sock and then shove it inside of my shoe and, and then pray. put that like in the middle of my suitcase <laughs> and pray. Yeah, exactly. Um, or just keister. But, yeah. Yeah. That's the way shove to go. It. Yeah. That's how <laughs> the gays do my, it. Shove it on my chicken. <laughs> um, up your raw chicken. Yeah. No, but now it's so easy and I just take my vape pen everywhere and it's like, ugh, life is so good. Right. And people it. are like, is it nicotine? Right. Is no, exactly. Oils? You never know. One time I was flying and like every once in a while on the cartridges, they'll put like a, a label that shows that it's THC or like a little weed leaf. And so one time I like scratched it off. Like, <laughs> Just but, put stickers on it. Yeah, exactly. L- Lisa Frank. This Love is my Lisa Frank uh, yes. nicotine cartridge. And you're supporting Tucson. Exactly. A local. So growing up, literally like 
all of my girlfriends were Lisa Frank models because yeah because so she lived up in the foothills where where I grew up they lived my dream yeah no so I remember like a bunch of my like little girlfriends were neighbors with Lisa Frank and so we would get the catalogs and I'm like oh that's my friend Amber oh my yeah, gosh I know I- iconic iconic and I and I like didn't realize at the time too that it was Lisa Frank was such a big deal like for all kids our age like right. I kind of just thought like oh it's a Tucson thing yeah. you know I feel um, like she hasn't done enough to like reboot her brand yeah like she's come out with a couple things but like well and especially right now like we are in such a nostalgia wave like yeah. we're still riding that nostalgia wave so hard um get me a leather jacket with that oh my god yeah. multicolored like lion. holographic oh, and, yes. oh my god into it okay so in san francisco there's a new restaurant that serves 75 dollars plates of filet mignon to dogs what do you feel about this <laughs> i know you have dogs you're a dog lover would you would you serve your dogs filet mignon no i would eat it well you're one of your dogs has I like the most it. severe underbite she probably couldn't even <laughs> like successfully chew raw meat um i don't know i would maybe on like a special occasion maybe if like my dog was dying and i was doing one of those like bucket list for your dog things but also like okay i need more information like is it a it's a dog restaurant yes okay well i have more information and then like how do they cook it because dogs can't eat like seasonings because they get upset stomachs so it has to be the most bland filet mignon for seven years i'm gonna i'm just gonna you know what i'm gonna go buy it and cook it myself okay so San Francisco is a foodie heaven with plenty of Michelin-starred restaurants, and San Franciscans love dogs. So it might come as no surprise that an entrepreneur has decided to combine the two passions, creating what's believed to be the first restaurant exclusively for man's best friend. Dog, which rhymes with Vogue, opened last month in the city's trendy Mission District. For $75 per pup, doggy diners get a multiple course bone appetit meal. Oh my God, the puns, you guys. Bone appetit meal featuring dishes like chicken skin waffles and filet mignon steak tartare with (laughs) quail egg. These dogs are eating better than you and I. Like we went to the Cheesecake Factory yesterday and my chicken was so overcooked and chewy. And these dogs are eating fucking like filet mignon tartare and quail eggs. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? I need to these people... And just slap them. Whoever's buying this for their... And how... How long is this restaurant going to be open for? Like, not, I get that it's like a, long. like a fun little... If it were a pop-up, I think I would, like, yeah. get it. Um, but I feel like it's a, like, legit brick and mortar. Um, now I feel really bad because my dogs, like... I, I, they they eat straight up dry kibble. And, and like, I'm, like, so, like, phony and, like... Fake pretentious that I'm like, oh, it's like you know, not the twenty dollar bag, it's the thirty dollar bag. So they're they're living the dream. Like my they dogs are. are so spoiled. They they're, are. I'm not putting any quail eggs in their food. I can tell no. you that much. I, on a special birthday occasion, I'll give them a real egg. Yeah, maybe sometimes if we have like leftovers, I'll throw that in there. Sure, but like n- not even really that much. Like our leftovers from cheesecake fa- cheesecake factory, like I left on the table. It wasn't even good enough for our dog. <laughs> I can't even imagine being. I guess maybe that wealthy even that I'd be like, it's a Saturday. Let me take my dog out for a $75 well, right. steak. Even a $75 plate like for myself right. is too much. Absolutely. Like, I don't think I, I don't think I would order myself filet mignon tartare with quail eggs. Yeah. Let alone my dog. Yeah. For like my birthday, maybe I'll spend, you know, with cocktails and appetizer and everything, $75. Right. Exactly. But not 
For my yeah. entree? No. Well, remember when we went out, um, we went up to Phoenix a few weeks ago, or like a month ago, and we went to that one restaurant, and they had that like giant, um, fuck, what's it called? The like giant meat that's on the bone. Oh, yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. It's like straight, tomahawk steak. Yeah, tomahawk steak looking yeah. like you're straight out of like the Flintstones. Yes! Um, and it came, and it was like on fire and like so cool, but it was like $175. And I remember thinking to myself like, the only person who is ordering that meal is like some bro who's taking a girl out on a first date and is trying to impress her. Oh yeah. But like why? And certainly not for your dog. No. <laughs> Imagine no. bringing your dog there and being like, yeah, I'll take and the tomahawk. And you get the show of exactly, the fire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Everybody looks at you. Right. Ooh, ah. right. Nothing a dog would appreciate. <laughs> dog be busy licking their butthole. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Like they're going to eat that and then go lick another dog's asshole. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. Not that humans don't do that either, but <laughs> we earn that money. Exactly. exactly. We earn that right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of gross things that humans do, a Michigan home inspector was convicted after masturbating with a client's Tickle Me Elmo doll. So <laughs> this home inspector was caught on a security camera um, masturbating with a Tickle Me Elmo doll. They put their dick in the Elmo's mouth. And then, of course, the Elmo started giggling, which, like, is that an insult? Like, I would be offended if, like, I whipped my dick out and the toy started, like, <laughs> you know? I was going to say, was it, like, the mouth moves, so was it the movement of the mouth, or was it, like, it was the, all the, of it. the tick, the It was the, the movement, giggle. it was the giggle, it was, like, the felt. It was Ooh. all of it. This guy, this home inspector loved every, every inch of it, every, like, tiny little red furry inch. Yeah. Not only is it messed up, because... It's messed up. But like, then you're going to leave it for a kid to play with? Well, right. Exactly. What's crazy about this to me is like, this guy's like on the clock. He's working. He's literally at his job. He's multitasking. I I work from home and I'm not whipping my dick out on the job. Like, let's be real. You're not doing it right then, apparently. Apparently. I don't have any Tickle Me Elmo dolls. God, I... I, Oh, now I know what to get you for Christmas. Oh my gosh. All right. That concludes all of my crazy headlines. That was really fun. Yes. I feel like uh, we went th- we went through a lot of things. Um, happy, sad, disgusting. Yes. Yeah. A you, lot of disgusting. You took my, um, my podcast virginity. Yay. Yay. It's not scary, right? Yeah. No, it's, it's fun. Not. We just act like no one is listening, uh, which gets you in trouble because people are listening. Yes. <laughs> I probably need a cocktail or two. <laughs> all right yeah. i'll serve it up thank you for being here juan you will definitely thank be back you. maybe we can do make this like a monthly segment or something i mean we'll see if the listeners like if it. they like me i'm down yeah if you guys like uh, like juan let me know and i'll bring him back if not then i'm cutting him out he's not my friend Sorry. anymore That's this okay. was it <laughs> you'll just hang out with my son exactly 